We are the Brutal, Bizarre, and Boozy Podcast. I'm Declan, the son. And I'm Jane, the mom. This is the podcast where we talk about brutal crimes like serial killers and the random one-off murder. We will tell you about bizarre occurrences like alien abductions and monsters in the dark. And we just might get you drunk with cocktails themed around one of our stories. At the very end of every show, we like to lighten things up and cleanse the palate from the tragic and terrifying stories. So we end our time with a chaser. You might get to hear crazy stories about our pets or just silly movie recommendations. Give us a listen. We are the Brutal, Bizarre, and Boozy Podcast. Come gather around the campfire and hear our ghostly tales of chilling terrors, darkest woes, and anything that goes bump in the night. So cuddle up with your best friend or dare it alone. The darkness is closing in and spirits are calling your name. This is Fireside Phantoms. How's it going? I'm I'm pretty tired. How about you? I know it's a tire. <laughs> it's a end of a day. It's a day. It's a day that it's now ending. <laughs> <laughs> but not without a good story. Not without a good scary story, Carol. Well, what do you got for us tonight? I've got a good one that I found from our great state, home state of Oregon. 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 Um, this one's pretty fun and I've known about it for a while, but I kind of sort of blew it off thinking, well, I don't know. There's going to be much information on it. And then I started researching it and I was like, oh, actually there's a lot of information on it. It's kind of, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I think you told me a little bit about it and yeah. I, I heard briefly about it, but I didn't know there was a lot of information. Like yeah, you said, it's got a quite a history to it. Um, it's called the hot Lake Springs hotel and it's located in Northeastern Oregon, which is just outside of the city of Lagrand. It's really in a really remote area, uh, between Lagrand and a little town called union. Um, hmm. so, and you know, I have a, long family history of Eastern Oregon because that's where my mom is from. So, uh, yeah. Have you been? I have not been to, well, if I was been to Legrand, it would have been when I was younger because I feel like I've been there, but I don't have any real strong memories of it. So I don't, I'm not sure if I've been there or not, but I know where it is. Like mm -hmm. I go out to that side of the state quite a bit. So I totally understand where it is. It's very, very remote. Um, it's actually, it's in a beautiful area that is just like where this hotel is located. It's nestled just below some foothills and it sits aside a natural hot spring, which is the size of a small lake. Oh, nice. Yeah. So the lake heats up at about 186 to 200 degrees Fahrenheit. That's how I like my showers. <laughs> yeah. So that's a hot <laughs> lake. That's a real hot lake. That's, yeah. That's boiling the skin. That's boiling the skin. And that's where it got its name, the Hot Lake Springs Hotel. 
Um, Hot Lake emits a wall of pure white steam that rises off the water and surrounds the hotel in an eerie mist. So, of course, it's the perfect place for a ghost story. Oh, yeah. I can see it right now. Yeah. It's pretty cool. So, a remote hotel in the middle of nowhere, surrounded by a very hot lake that's emitting steam that's blowing off around the hotel. It looks like something out of a music video. Like, it's pretty... Or a horror movie. Like, it just has... That eerie effect to it. Um, and luckily for us, it has an equally horrible and scary history. So <laughs> excellent. <laughs> so the visual will match the history for what we're about to tell you. Um, the land that the hotel sits on was actually developed in 1864 by a Californian named Samuel Fitzgerald Newhart. On the land, he built a post to help aid weary travelers on the Oregon Trail as they passed by him headed west. What was weird was that he built his post facing away from the lake and looking at the bluff. (laughs) No one could decide why he did this, but maybe it's because he didn't like the smell of sulfur that was coming off the hot lake. Oh, that makes sense because sulfur does stink. It does stink. It's like rotten eggs or something. Yeah, so then you've got that sort of hellish smell yes. to go with the creepy atmosphere so it's pretty mm-hmm. pretty sweet welcome to hell welcome they needed to hell. a sign yeah exactly take a dip in our pool or not <laughs> uh anywho in 1884 the union pacific railroad caught wind of samuel's post and built a four mile stretch of track to run by it so the pioneers could have a rest stop as the train trucked them out west With the influx in business from the train, renovations began on the property. The old post was torn down and a whole new structure went up. Samuel was joined in his business by a doctor named William Thomas Phi, P-H-Y, Phi, who had a 65,000 square foot brick hospital added to the land because he was very intrigued by the healing mineral waters of the lake and he wanted to use them and in his practice. He wanted huh. to play around with that water. That makes sense. When the renovations were complete, a whopping $500,000 had been spent. Whoa, that's could, a lot of could money. Could you imagine how much that would be today? Because back in those days, 500K, did that even that much money even exist back then? <laughs> Who knows? I think so, but still, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. A lot of people made a lot of money off their gold. Yeah, for sure. Uh, But for their money, they did get a new Hot Lake Resort, which was comprised of a 105-guest room hotel, a ballroom, a barbershop, a drugstore, a newsstand, a confectionery, laboratories, a commissary, and a dance hall that could accommodate 1,500 people, as well as the 65,000-square-foot brick hospital, which had a 60-bed surgical ward, operating room, and observation deck. So they wanted people to get healed and then go out on the dance floor Man, and live dance. it up. Yeah, I guess. The hospital also included soaking tubs that were filled with the healing mineral waters from the lake. Gardens were planted and livestock were brought in so that the hotel had its own meat, eggs, and vegetables to cook with. Using the geothermal waters for heat, the hospital was able to save about 15000 per year alone in heating costs. And I should say the hospital slash resort was able to save 15000 per year alone in heating costs. It is believed that the Hot Lake Resort was the first building to ever use geothermal energy in this way. That's amazing. So that's kind of cool. Very cool. Eventually, after Samuel died, Dr. Fye took over ownership of the Hot Lake Hotel, which he renamed the Hot Lake Sanatorium. 
By 1910, the hotel was bringing in around $178,000 to $180,000 a year in revenue. That's some, I know. That's some big business there. Big business out there in the middle of nowhere, Oregon. Yeah, that's amazing. I wonder if like celebrities were going there. They were. That's coming up in my story. Yes, they did. Um, so it filled up fast with hotel patrons and sick patients. For $2.50, you could get a room at the hotel and for $0.25, cents, a hot meal. I have no idea what the hospital costs were. Maybe as much as $0.50. Cents. I mean, you wow. know how much medical care costs. I mean, yes. it's expensive. So <laughs> back in those days, $0.50. Cents. Whoa. Two meals. My yeah, goodness. Two meals for the price of one night stay at the hospital. Uh, radiation was taking hold in medicine at this time, and it was believed that Dr. Fye had an x-ray machine installed and used it to treat his patients. He also performed many hysterectomies on the property for several female patients. It is believed that those of his patients that did not make it due to their own sickness or Dr. Fye's incompetence or his experimental procedures, which are rumored to be a little bit on the satanic side, oh. are said to be either buried in the courtyard of the hotel or under one of the bathhouses. Whoa. Okay. So I'm sure you're going to get into the satanic practices. I didn't find a lot of information about that. It was just sort of a rumored like little sentence here and there. Oh, we think maybe he was dabbling in the dark arts. And also stories about him being kind of a an asshole. Yep. But I didn't find enough to really do much digging on it. So. Yeah, personalities really go downhill when you worship the dark Yeah, Lord. I think that's probably true. <laughs> <laughs> that would be my guess, too. Um, so by 1924, business was booming at the Hot Lake Sanatorium, attracting on average 124 guests a day with enough dining facilities for a thousand people. Celebrities, as you brought up, of the era found their way to the hotel, including the wife of Robert E. Lee, Mary Anna Custis Lee, who brought her piano as she traveled with it everywhere she went. I love her. <laughs> can you mind? Could you imagine? Oh yes, I can imagine. With your piano, absolutely. Everywhere? The piano has oh, to go. Has to go. Damn, damn. Back yes. in those days, too. No, that's rough. That that would, that would be rough. That would be rough. Uh, Wild Bill Hickok was known to visit the Hot Lake Resort Sanatorium, as well as the Mayo Brothers, who founded the famous Mayo Medical Clinic. The brothers were intrigued by the healing properties of the land and the water in Hot Lake and wanted to see what Dr. Fye was doing with it out there in Oregon. However, Dr. Fye himself died in 1931 of pneumonia. Three years after that, in 1934, the west wing of the Grand Hotel caught on fire and destroyed any of the wood construction and at least half of the hotel. A few people were thought to have perished in the fire carol. However, it was kept under wraps to preserve the reputation of the hotel. Do they know what caused it? No, I haven't been able to tell what caused the fire. Um, there might, There is a book written about it that maybe goes into detail of what caused it, but I did not see it in my research. Even though a great deal of the hotel was lost in the flames, the 65,000 square foot brick building that housed the hospital was still standing. After the fire, the hotel business fell apart, of course, but the hospital was able to keep going. It was the only source of revenue for Hot Lake. Then in World War II, when that hit, a flight school and a nursing school occupied the building. And yet another unfortunate rumor, it was believed that one of the nurses accidentally or was pushed into Hot Lake was scalded to death. 
in a following winter, the area was hit hard by a wave of typhoid fever. Unfortunately, those who didn't survive were stacked up in the lobby of the hotel as the ground was too hard to dig graves for their bodies. Well, I'm sure that attracted a lot of business. Uh, right? <laughs> Having like just, bodies just stacked just in the lobby. step around those dead bodies and come on and we'll don't, take care of you. Don't Don't you worry. worry about the smell. It's just our sulfa <laughs> from our, our lake. from our lake. Sulfa from the lake. <laughs> we got to throw these bodies into the lake and feed the sea monsters that lives in there. <laughs> it would just totally boil yeah, them probably all. probably would. Boil yeah. them all. Ugh. Ugh. Eventually in 1941, a man named A.J. Roth procured the property and made it into a nursing home. He ended up selling parts of the hotel to the state, which turned around and made it into an insane asylum. Oh, here we go. <laughs> yeah, because that's exactly what this property needs to add to its lore. It needs to become an insane asylum. Yes. Right? Oh, of course it does. Yeah. Yeah, because there's nothing like looking out your window and seeing mist to keep an insane person insane. Yeah, I know exactly. After all the death and all the weird other stuff that's happened there. So it remained as a nursing home slash asylum until 1974 when it was sold once again and became a restaurant and nightclub. However, it was short-lived as the Hot Lake Resort couldn't attract many patrons to it anymore. It closed after just two years. But in 1983, another doctor took over, Dr. Lyle Griffith. He reopened the property as a bath and massage business. Yay, massage! Oh. Yeah. In 1989, he was joined by an RV park that opened across the lake from the hotel. However, Dr. Griffith's business closed too in 1991. Eventually, the building fell into disrepair and sat empty for 12 years, attracting only vermin, ghosts, ghost hunters, Satanists, and just general (laughs) vandals and weirdos. Talk had been getting out about the property being haunted since the 1970s when a woman named Donna Patti and her husband, as well as a caretaker named Richard Owens, lived there. They claimed to hear crying coming from the hospital operating room and they saw rocking chairs rock on their own. Apparently, other people claimed to see bodies floating face down in the springs or other quote-unquote things slithering through the water. Hellhounds were seen roaming the grounds. Disembodied screams and ghostly music were heard coming from a piano believed to have been from Mary Anna Custis Lee. Of course, yeah. Of course, yes. It was also rumored that the surgery room emitted smells of feces and iron, and there was blood dripping down its walls. Ooh! Whispers and footsteps could be heard all over the resort, and apparitions had been seen by guests. In fact, in an episode from 2001, Scariest Places on Earth, the Hot Lake Hotel was investigated, which is great because it was hosted by Linda Blair. Oh, wow. Have you seen her like as an adult do anything? I haven't. She has this interesting as the host of this show, which she's an obvious pick, of course, because of The Exorcist, but... She's got like this sexy, scary thing going on. Like Does she, she knows how turn to turn her sex- head around. No, she didn't do when I was watching. She didn't, but she has this sort of like seduction of the camera thing happening, and yet she's kind of edgy and dark. And you're like, wow, this works. It Maybe works. she can like come on onto our show and like we should ask her. Yeah, we can do like a video of her and put it up on YouTube or something. Can you work your magic for our podcast? Just look directly at the camera we don't use. Yeah, because, <laughs> you know, maybe she could make us sound sexy. Oh, yeah. It was, yeah, she was very like, 
this hotel in Eastern Oregon is da da da, and you're just like, whoa! It's like watching a snake that's got you like staring at you with its <laughs> eyes, and it's like slowly Galinda, and you're like, huh? So it was featured on Scariest Places on Earth. One of the former caretakers was interviewed, a guy named Brian Walker. He claimed that when working at the hotel, he had become obsessed with the place and even had thoughts of suicide while he was working there. Oh, gosh. He said doors would open in front of him, and after he walked through, they would slam shut behind him. He thinks the whole place is evil and should be burned to the ground and covered (laughs) in salt. Okay, so he was obsessed with it in a bad way, not a good way. I don't think it was a good way. Wow. Another couple interviewed for the show named Crystal and Jamie Warner said that there was a caretaker who lived on the property many years ago. He had committed suicide by stabbing himself in the head multiple times with a screwdriver and then slitting his own throat. Okay, that's quite the suicide. Uh, Yes. And it is rumored that his apparition is seen around the property carrying a spade and dressed in work clothes. The ghosts of the mental asylum patients can be seen staring down from the second story windows of the asylum while they're muttering to themselves. Mutter, mutter, mutter. That would be be freaky. That'd be a creepy ghost to see. It would. If I was on the grounds and I look up and I see them. Yeah. And the mist. Yeah. I'd be running. Yeah. So another ghost is that of a young boy. When people first see him, he is in profile and he looks completely fine and normal. But when he turns his body, the entire other side is a mass of blackened burns. It is believed this young boy died in the fire of 1934. Oh, wow. Were people killed during that fire? They they think so. But there was it was one of those things where I think they try to keep it hush hush. Yes. So. Bad for business. Bad for business. At the time of this TV episode, 2001, the current owner was interviewed as well as her realtor. So it was kind of funny. They were getting all the yokels out here on this show. (laughs) Um, They discussed how hard it was to find a buyer for the package deal of a 40-acre property that included three lakes, the 65,000-square-foot building, and various other buildings. The owner was only asking $250,000, which is half the cost it was to build the place originally. That's amazing. But they couldn't find a buyer. During the episode, a family did show up to inquire about buying the property. But after having its haunted history revealed to them, they decided to return at night with a psychic. Because, of course, that's what you do. You come back at night with a psychic. You have to. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, that's right. You don't know what you're getting. No. So when they returned with the psychic... She whipped out her trusty quote unquote tarot cards to give them an indication of what they may experience at the property. But of course, they were not really tarot cards, they were oracle cards. But they were still all uh, ominous, uh. warning them that they were surrounded by spirits. The spirits were going to mess with their minds and they were going to feel sorrow. Um, not a good thing no. to pay for. As you they, can get that for free <laughs> just by watching <laughs> TV every night. As they were looking at the cards, they heard a loud noise from the other room. When they went to investigate, they found a big, heavy cabinet had fallen onto the floor. And if that wasn't enough, Carol, suddenly the lights go out and screams are heard. When the lights come back on, the matriarch of the family is visibly shaken, saying something had tried to push her down. My guess is it was a TV producer trying oh. to make it look really scary. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, um, did they check for wires? Exactly. And like... <laughs> so the family, of course, decided to leave the hotel immediately and not buy it. So good choice, guys. 
Good choice. However, that did not stop a guy named David Manuel from purchasing the property in 2003 and renovating the property into a new resort. Sinking millions of dollars into the place, at least two years of his time and sweat, replacing upwards of 300 windows as well as thousands of other fixes, Dave was able to open the hotel a few years later. Clean windows can make all the difference, sure Dave. You know it. Mr. Clean, Mr. Clean. <laughs> but in 2008, the entire west wing of the hotel collapsed again. What? However, they were able to reopen by 2010 and use the remaining building as a bed and breakfast. They also opened a spa, a restaurant, and a museum. Many of the upstairs rooms of the building where the hospital patients had stayed had still the original hospital furniture in it, as well as a life-size mannequin laying in the bed, which is pretty creepy. What? <laughs> yeah. I think it was just to kind of show the museum part of what it used to be. <laughs> yeah, it was creepy. So as of 2020, the hotel was taken over by the owners of the Hot Lake RV Park, who have also continued to renovate it and add even more soaking areas, restaurants, a movie theater, concert venue, pubs, and upgrades to all the rooms. So think a McMinimum's refresh. Yeah, I'm thinking that. But so it's the owner of the RV Park. Has now, that's the last I heard, had taken over after this guy got out. Okay. So... However, the paranormal reputation still haunts the place. One of the previous owners was rumored to ask people to leave the property if they even suggested the place was haunted, not wanting to encourage anyone to come to the Hot Lake Hotel for that reason. There are so many stories about the place that a blog was even started called Haunted Hot Lake. (laughs) Here are a few of the stories from that blog. One ghost hunter who wrote a blog post entitled Black Mist and Orb who visited in November of 2011, said that he and his companion were exploring the third floor at about 10 p.m. He wandered to the south end when he came to a dark and quiet part of the hall. This struck him as odd as the whole hotel was lit up with lights in all the rooms and hallways, and music was on everywhere you went. So when he came to this part of the hotel, it caught his attention because it was dark and quiet. Mm-hmm. When he reached this odd corner of the hotel, his companion started waving at him to get his attention. As he turned towards his companion, he saw something move out of the corner of his eye. Uh-huh. It looked like someone or something had just moved into one of the rooms in front of him. And this really freaked him out because he truly thought he was all alone down there. He didn't even think it was a ghost. He just thought it was an actual person. So he took mm-hmm. a few photos. The first photo, he did not have the flash on. So the second photo, he turned the flash on and took another photo. He said nothing was there when he took the pictures. But when he returned to his room and looked at them, this is what he found. So, Carol, this is the room, the photo without the flash. Oh, wow. I see some figure there, don't you? It looks like there's a dark figure standing there. Yeah. And then this is the photo he took when he got his flash on. Yeah. There's an orb by the floor. Oh, there is. Oh, yeah. thanks for pointing that out. Yeah. Um, I definitely like it better with the light on, the flash on. <laughs> yeah. It looks, it looks less creepy. Yeah. And if I saw that, if I came upon that part of the hotel that was dark, I would just turn around and walk the other way. I know. Look. People who investigate that stuff. Crazy. They're just. <laughs> <laughs> he said he was. Nothing all... good comes from the dog. No. Dark halls or dark, creepy no, just areas. just walk the other way. 
He said he was also able to get an EVP of someone screaming. He oh. said that it was actually recorded while he and his companion were talking to each other. You can hear the scream on the recording, but they did not hear it in real life at all. He was, but huh. he was not able to put the audio file online for us to hear it. So, I don't know. Another post from October of 2011 entitled Hot Lake Hotel, A Personal History said the author had grown up and went to high school in La Grande. The author wrote that her friends who were staying there from the hectic west side, which I mean, I think that probably means the west side of the state. Yeah. Um, asked her if she'd ever heard any rumors of the place or any strange stories. They had no idea of its history before they stayed there themselves. And they told her, quote, things were moving around our room last night and there were voices that made no sense, end quote. Oh, God, that's scary. I know. And yet in another blog post entitled Slam Doors, some local high school girls had gone to Hot Lake to do a research project. Now, I believe that this happened before... Uh, the, the hotel had been bought for renovations. So upon exploring the hotel, they went to the third floor. One of the girls was going down the hallways toward the southeast corner, kicking open the door to each room with great force. When she got to the last door, she kicked it open. But upon her surprise, the door slammed back in her face. And <laughs> well, then, yeah, she's kicking the doors <laughs> open. That's and, no way to behave. But then suddenly all of the doors in order up and down the hallways slammed shut one at a time, stopping at where the girls were standing. Oh, hell no. No, that is not happening. <laughs> right? They were so freaked out that they ran outside to their car they sat in the parking lot trying to figure out what to do as they calmed themselves down. I think what you do is you get in your car and you drive away as fast as you can. Yes, or you burn it down. Right. Finally, Do they, them all a favor. <laughs> finally, they worked up the nerve to go back inside. When they started to return to the building, they heard a huge explosion, like a thousand windows shattering at the same time. But this wasn't possible as nearly all the windows were already broken or missing. This was enough to cause the girls to turn on their heels and bolt out of there. <laughs> Interesting that once again, it was on the third floor at the south end. Which yeah, is I was going to say yeah, that. Same it seems thing. like the third floor is the most haunted Is part. where the activity is. So, And the fire was in the south end. Right. Um, It was on the, I think, west wing of the hotel. Oh, so west wing. So I'm sure that there's a history showing you where the fire was and then where. But I don't know if the current owner's... Uh, if they're into the haunted thing or not. Uh, but it would drive business there because ghost hunters will come. That's right. Ghost hunters like you and I, Carol. No, not like you and I. I think you and I need to go no. and check it out. No. I think so. I think we've made it very clear over many, many episodes that I... I, think I... for my birthday, we have to yeah. take a road trip out there. For, no, we're already going to Raven's... Um, bar where it's safe and we can just drink <laughs> and like make little chemistry experiments with drinks i think i think you owe me a trip to hot lake well, yeah no we're going to raven's Manor. <laughs> it's nice and safe i don't know you said there's serial killers lurk around oh well it is yeah it is that and mm. it is downtown portland but you're still safe <laughs> <laughs> no i'm not <laughs> you're safe from ghosts <laughs> not serial killers so <laughs> but ghosts <laughs> so anyway that is the story of the hot lake springs resort in eastern oregon yes very scary i won't be staying there but i you might will. be driving you by will. yeah you'll be staying there. <laughs> don't you worry well actually i've gone on to their website and the um 
it looks cool. Like they've done a lot of really cool renovations and you can go sit in a hot tub that's right off the lake and use that mineral water in there. And you don't have to be a hotel guest. You can just come and soak. You don't have to stay the night if you don't want to. And do they still think about it as having healing properties? Do they still talk about I think that? so. Because they've had some evidence, right? That yeah. People have recovered from. Well, there's a lot of hot springs hot around here where people go to mm-hmm. soak because of the belief that it does do something. Yeah, where's the, body? the one where everybody goes and gets naked? Is that Brighton Bush or what is that? Brighton Bush, they do get naked there. Is, do they get naked at Bonneville? Do they? I've been to Carson and they did not get naked there. Yeah, I've been to suits. the Bonneville spa, but there was nobody naked there. <laughs> So if you're listening to this and you know where the ho- naked hot springs are, and please let us know. West, let us know. Holly especially <laughs> is really interested. <laughs> no, you're the one that brought up the nakedness. <laughs> no, I was just curious because uh-huh, I had uh-huh. I had heard that there there was one that you go to and it's out in nature and nobody can see you and you just go up in there. Yeah, isn't it in the gorge? I think so. I feel like it is. I don't know. Anyway, so we obviously we haven't been there. Obviously we. <laughs> We need help. Finding. We're not. We're not cool and edgy enough to have gotten our clothes off and gone to a hot springs. No, we aren't. Uh, that is it. Thank you, Salt Lake Hotel. That was awesome. Another wonderful Oregon ghost story. Yeah, Holly. it was a good one. Keep I keep them coming. Was surprised by the history of the place, and um, I was surprised by all the weird and creepy things that have happened there. So yeah, very scary, you guys. Very scary. All right, you guys. That's it for us. Have a good night. Goodbye. However, Dr. Griffiths, no, no, no. However, (laughs) talk had been getting out about the property being haunted since the, it was also rumored that the surgery, I'm so, this is so frustrating. As the flames die down, do remain undaunted. Though all hitchhikers are ghosts, and all dolls are definitely haunted. Hey guys, be sure to follow us on Instagram. Our handle is at Fireside Phantoms. If you have a spooky story you would like to share with us, send it to firesidephantoms at gmail.com and you may hear it on a future episode.